Hello, welcome to American Pale Nails. It's your nerdy beer tasting podcast, and it's an emergency show. The summer series is being delayed. Oh, I should say I'm one of your hosts, Michael, and with me is... Your other host for the emergency situation, Steve, <laughs> is here filling in for Jeremy. That's right. Um, I don't know, maybe we'll let Jeremy tell the story, but let's say he's under the weather would that be appropriate or is that underselling it a little bit recovering from his rag bry yeah his his ridiculous annual bike (laughs) crash (laughs) rag rag cry (laughs) anyway jeremy is not here so but as luck would have it steve was in town visiting and so we got something else in store we're pushing back the summer series beers a little bit it's okay because it's not really summer yet that's june 21st or 2nd so it's all good <laughs> the jabroni summer <laughs> the jabroni study. started yes this is because it is warm it is yeah so steve i guess let's start off the show in the usual way we have an unusual plans for the episode, but let's kick it off with just beer brag so we don't freak out norms too much. Okay. I can go first. Do it. Because I have the beer label right in front of me. I had from Evil Twin Brewing, and I think you've had this beer, and also with Westbrook Brewing, apparently, Imperial Mexican Biscotti Cake Break. Um, oh, I remember. Which is an Imperial Stout made with coffee, cinnamon, almonds, cocoa nibs, vanilla, and habanero peppers. And so this was good. <laughs> it was your typical, um, not typical, it was a very good, what do they call them, like pastry stout. So, you know, all those flavors in there. But the key for me, what made me really like it was the habanero peppers. It had to, like this through line of just kind of spiciness on the tongue. And that really kind of set it apart from just like a normal stout with bizarre flavors. It kind of Zoko, Zoko Vesa. Yeah, like, Zoko right? in that vein. Yeah, that's okay. a very good comparison. Yeah. It's a little, maybe a little more amped up than Zoko Vesa, but um, yeah, all those flavors blended very well. And then just that through line of heat without being distractingly hot or, you know, burning your mouth after you finish drinking it hot was great. I recently had my last um, supper. <laughs> no, no the, the last of my purchased hop slams for the year. Oh yeah, and it made me sad, but it's always a joyous occasion to have those. Um, and I've had, I mean, it's probably been in my fridge for a while, so I was like, eh, I should finish that off finally. So mm-hmm. finally had that. The last of, I think I've. Bought two six packs, so maybe twelve. No, I think I think actually Jeremy had one. So, yeah. anyways, I had plenty of them. <laughs> and I finally finished them off, and I still love it every single time. I think I gave it four point seven five stars okay. or so, and yeah, it's delicious. Does it change like from the first? Maybe and you, this might be hard to like remember, but does it flavor change at all with age? Not, or is it not hugely with that one? But uh, I, I would say it's fairly consistent. I didn't know if that'd be like one that's like, and it's not. I mean, it hasn't been that long. It hasn't been like six months, months in my yeah, fridge or anything yeah, like that's that. True. It's been like two months oh, okay. maybe or something. So oh, okay. Not okay. huge. Not, not a huge, huge time change. difference there. Okay. Well, very good, Steve. One unofficial tradition when we meet up is to have 
Oreos. And I think a long time ago when Mike was over for some episodes, we had some and we did an Oreo review. So let's bring back the Oreo review. Let me do some Foley work. Let me get the hear that crackling of the uh, packaging. So this one caught my eye. This is Oreo Mega Stuff with one F. Yeah, S-T-U-F. <laughs> Didn't they have triple stuff at one point? I don't know. Well, of course, Probably. you know, the, it's more than the double stuff. In fact, it looks like in the frosting, there's like two discrete packs of frosting. Yes. So it almost looks like they slammed two regular Oreos together. Or maybe even two double, double stuff, stuff, now that I'm looking at yeah. it closely. Like, there's a lot of the creamy filling here. You're right, yeah. And so I looked um, when I was buying these, and I saw that... So the regular Oreo is like 53 calories an Oreo. The double stuff is, I think, 70 calories an Oreo, and these are... 90 calories an Oreo. Um, so that's... So it scales. 20. So this is almost a <laughs> triple stuff, theoretically? Yeah, well, yeah. I guess I'm sure you can, like, <laughs> do a linear regression and figure out how much of defrosting adds. I don't know. Well, I guess if it was a double stuff, we were assuming that was double the cream, so it would be 17 right. creams, cream <laughs> units, plus, in the initial, plus an additional 17 routine. cream units for the... Double, double stuff. stuff. So this would be an additional 20, 20 cream units over the double stuff. So it is almost right. Cause, over a triple stuff. Because the, the sandwich portion, the bread, I guess you'd call it, is the same. It's it's not yeah expanded yep. or thinned. Um, so I guess let's do a taste of judgment here. Okay. We can't just submit. <laughs> okay. So uh, that's hard. Yeah, it's like a like a burger, like the. Uh, Content slides out. It's yeah. that thick. It's almost. I always thought, you know, I like the cream the most of the Oreo, but this is almost too much. It's very, yeah. yeah. It's very. Apparently, there intense. is a, a balance that yeah, needs right. to be maintained. This is a fun novelty, but I think the optimal amount of cream is probably the double stuff. Yeah, I and, think so. Yeah, this really reveals how much how the, that frosting is sugary, and now what this would be good is... for. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> would be if you've ever, which we have done before, Steve and I, remove all the frostings from all the Oreos, put it in a bowl and melt it in a microwave, and then you dip the Hope empty... the microwave doesn't start on fire. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you dip the uh, empty um, cookie breads. Portion. I don't know, the cookie, cookie portion. portion yeah, yeah. The chocolate part into the uh, dip. And this would be great for that because there's so much frosting. Yeah. If you want to do that... I would recommend the mega stuff for that. Definitely. So I give it uh, three stars. <laughs> three, three, co- three cookie shaped icons. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I don't know. I'd give it maybe a little more. Than a little that. more three, than that. Three point two five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's always made with real cocoa. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what. It, okay. All right. Um, so that that was the Oreo review. You, I'm sure you've seen mm-hmm. all of the like wonky Oreo Flavor, flavors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what? Like what do you think birthday about cake, that? Yeah, yeah, birthday cake, mm-hmm. sprinkle pudding, or whatever. I don't even know. Like, Firework and um, what are your thoughts on those? Like non-canon? No, that's good. Those are good to try too. I think they're kind of hit or miss though, and when they miss, they're just really miss. Really, and then you have a whole package of <laughs> yeah, yeah, of these weird ones. So I. Don't venture there too often, but I think they're fun to try. You have to 
Kind of, I think like what's the green one like mint? There's one that's well, that, I mean, yeah, that'd be good. Bad, that'd right? be like a thin mint or something like that. But like the birthday cake, you might have like one, be like, oh, this is pretty good, and then you have like one or two more. By it's the time like, you oh, eat an nasty. entire row, you're like, oh, oh yeah. why have I done this to myself? <laughs> yes, that wasn't tasty. So yeah, that's you have to be careful. And like our like chocolate stuff, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Or like where they flip it with vanilla wafer and chocolate filling. Mm. You can't go too wrong with that. Yeah. All right. Now that was exciting, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but what I'm really excited for is something else we've been talking about on the show recently with Jeremy. Is we brought up this article from Serious Eats about infusing beer with different foods and hops and things like that. And that's what we're gonna do today. Um, we have. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale here, and we're going to try to infuse it with a couple things. So it's going to be Sierra Nevada Pale Ale with ginger and grapefruit will be one. And the other one will be, they use another IPA. They use Green Flash West Coast IPA. We're just going to use Sierra Nevada, again, control some variables and make it easier to purchase the beer. Um, With mango and hops. Let's start doing this. I guess first let's just pour... Sierra Nevada, and we can kind of sip on that as we're creating the other ones, and then that will also be a control. Back on the show, for the first time in a long time, Ray Cerveza, the luchador bottle opener. And so I guess we'll start preparing. We're just going to prepare these live, kind of like when we um, deep-fried Halloween candy. We're just going to do this on mic and kind of describe the process. Uh, Can we deep-fry one of those Oreos? Deep frying an Oreo. That's very intriguing. Tomorrow. <laughs> I do have the deep fryer. Um, so I'm just taking a sip of Sierra Nevada Pale sip, Ale. Sip of judgment. <laughs> First sip is a sip of judgment. That's okay. very harsh. <laughs> you know, it's that classic pale ale flavor. It's very grassy. Um, the hop, I'm trying to describe the hop flavor. It's grassy. It's a little resiny. It's just a real deep hop flavor. It's like the classic pale ale. Yeah. And for me, too much. A little tiny bit of citrus, I think. But, um... To me, so, I mean, I respect this beer. I like it a lot. Oh, I shouldn't say I like it a lot, but I, I like it. Um, it's not something I really reach for because I'm just not being a huge IPA fan, or I should say pale ale fan. Mm-hmm. Not the first thing I would go for. Um, but I'm curious, can we improve it, or I should say tweak it, to taste different, uh, better or worse, more appropriate for the season? So I'm just going to... Read this recipe, and we will literally do it as we go. I have the French press here for the infusion process. Peel one medium pink grapefruit with a vegetable peeler, removing only the zest, not the white pith, and tear into pieces. And add to the French press. So do that now. I have a ruby red grapefruit here. I spent quite some time at the grocery store making, looking for one without a lot of blemishes. I also did wash this earlier, too. So I'm just going to peel... That's, this is the zest, right? Yeah, that's, I, I think so. Oh, I can smell it already. Yeah, this, this has to be. Yeah, don't I, remove the white. Yeah, yeah the, the pith. Revenge of the pith. <laughs> Great movie. Uh, I've never peeled a fruit like this before. You know what I have? I, 
I do have a citrus zester somewhere in my... Um, oh, yeah, but I don't, that's not what it says to do, it says to peel it, so I guess this is the correct way to do it. Are you doing the whole thing, or just... I'm gonna do a good there. portion of it, I'll probably leave off, like, the top and bottom, because this is a pretty big grapefruit, we'll yeah. say a medium one, and this is, I would say this is a large, so... I, I would say that's done, I think that went pretty smoothly. Next step is to add French press, okay. Slice grapefruit in half, then remove one section of the fruit. Flesh and peel, squeeze into press. This part kind of confuses me. So do you cut it in half like vertically, horizontally? I would, I would think it'd be horizontal and then you take out one section. What was the point of removing a section? And then you add that section to the press. I would do vertical. Vertical? Okay. Because then you have a whole section that you put in there, right? Isn't that kind of... Isn't one section just like one of the quadrants in the grapefruit though? You know how... Like I guess I'm orange. thinking it's like an orange, right? Right, yeah. So there's little, so I was yeah. Oh, so like one segment section yeah, rather okay. than like a half of half of this half. Of, yeah, I see you're saying. So like, just take one of these. Maybe I'll just yeah, just kind of do this. More. I'll make my own section. Okay. Yeah. And I'm gonna take uh, this tops off because there's some blemishes there. So that looks looks like a good section. Good section what do we there. do with it? Put it in the press. Okay. Add two teaspoons of fresh chopped ginger, which I have somewhere. I got this, I just got a small piece. It was like 30 cents at the grocery store. There. It's a little voodoo doll. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm getting all you these smells You can smell that out. already. What was that game with the voodoo dolls we played on the Jackbox? That murder game? Oh, <laughs> murder mystery party yeah. or something. Yeah. It kind of looks like one of those dolls. It says two teaspoons. It's this probably pretty close yeah. there. Kind of cutting into the slices. Yeah, this is really smelly in a good way. Reminds me of uh, sushi. Yes. <sighs> that pickled ginger. Let's see. Meet the press. Meet <laughs> the press? Oh, <laughs> look at the French press. Yeah. Meet the press. Okay. Pour the whole 12 ounce on top and let's steep for three minutes. And press filter down and serve. So it says the grapefruit does all the work here, competing both some sweetness, sourness, bitterness to accent the hoppy pale ale. The ginger kicks in a little spice and freshens the palate. In the finish, altogether, it kind of tastes like Fruit Loops. Mm. Third best fruit cereal. <laughs> um, all right. Dump it in so we can get to steeping. Now, one concern what are you, I. What are you doing to it? <laughs> so the beer is now meeting the press. One concern I do have, it's very foamy. I guess I should be a little more careful here how I pour it. Afraid we're gonna lose some of the fizziness here. Taps on the time there. So about three minutes, let it percolate. For the percolator. <laughs> and I'll just sit back and enjoy a nice here Nevada pale ale. Yeah, in the press, I guess just the stuff is just kind of floating around in there mm -hmm. and the bubbles are kind of forming on some of the stuff. Yeah, it's, it's bubbling mm -hmm. around it's a little right. bit. Yeah. Has it been three minutes yet? I think it's been about 30 seconds. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't slam, I shouldn't finish this pale ale, the regular one, because I do want to oh, side by true. side these all at once at some point. Maybe we should have done the Oreo review now. And <laughs> <laughs> what I can do, I guess I can start prepping the uh, the mango. Oh yeah. It'll be like a cooking show. Yeah. Set that where aside we, and start working on this. Where we... Pull a completely baked meal out yeah, of the oven right after completing. And now it's done. So basically, it says half a mango. So I'm gonna. I believe this. This is called a cheek. I read that somewhere. Okay. 
So and now you're scoring the mango? Scoring the mango. I'm cutting it kind of, I don't know if this has a technique name or something, but where you kind of cut it, splay the mango out and... Like a flayed man? <laughs> yeah. Any Game of Thrones the Game of Thrones. I'm flaying the mango. They kind of make it look like a turtle shell or something, and then that way... Oh, that was really easy. Yeah, it looks like I... Like a kind of little, little too shallow of... there, but oh god. <laughs> and... and now the infusion will have blood in it too. <laughs> Care of my finger. No, I did not cut myself yet. Um, yeah, I think we got about another minute on this current infusion, so we'll set that mango aside. Now, this, this, now it's time to meet. This is the actual press. Oh, okay. okay. So I'm gonna go very slowly and just push this down. I'm just not seeing a lot of carbonation in there. But, oh, there it goes. Maybe a little but, bit. Yeah. Gently push all that stuff down there from that infusion. Oh, yeah. yeah not so, a ton of yeah, carbonation. Yeah, not a big foaming head at this point. I think some gas is escaping from the bottom or something. I don't yeah. know what that's all about. So, the ginger grapefruit infusion. It does have a smell yeah, to it. Yeah, grapefruity smell. Definitely a, yeah, very... Grapefruity, mm -hmm. gingery nose. Um, I guess let's go in for the. Yeah, not much, not much carbonation anymore. Yeah, I mean some sticking to the side. A little bit on the sides, yeah. No foamage or anything like that. Oh, too much, maybe. It's really bitter now. Yeah, I get a lot of ginger flavor. Yeah, and the, I mean grapefruit there too, but yeah. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I was expecting it to kind of citrus it up a little bit, make it a little more sweet. But I get maybe that's kind of asking too much, but mm -hmm. I'll just try a regular side by side here. Get the original. Mm -hmm. The original, even since it's been poured, is much more effervescent. Yeah. Um, the bitter note still comes through. Mm -hmm. The front end just kind of is changed with a little more grapefruitiness. Yeah, it's just, it just has a. I don't know if I don't know. There's kind of like a clash of flavors there. I don't know if yeah it melds well. As well as I thought it would. Yeah, I agree. It it's very bitter, but not in a good not necessarily way. in a good way yeah. anymore, right? Yeah. Like it, like the hop bitterness is good, but this is bitter, but just like the bitter portions of yeah. the yeah. It just now has this. It's like bitterness on top of bitterness. Like the front end is grapefruit bitter, and the back end is hop bitter. There's no. Like, yeah. room for any other flavors. And I'm not, I mean, it's, I'm not really catching the transition between the two, really. It just kind of... Right, it's all I'm just one getting, like, kind of grapefruit bitter, like, the whole way. The whole way, but, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. So, yeah, I would say... Not recommended. Not recommended. <laughs> Myth busted. Myth busted. Oh, oh, God. God. <laughs> Copyright. All right, let me... Morse Borsten. Morse yeah, <laughs> nobody will know what we're talking about then. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have more luck with this other recipe. Okay, so slice half a champagne mango. I don't know if I have a champagne mango. Add to the French press, and let's do that. And then, so then after that, we're going to add half an ounce of whole shinnok hops. Steve was kind enough to bring... Oh, did we convert whole cone, or what was it, what did it say? Oh, yeah, so it recommends whole cone shinnok hops. Oh, we have to convert, because we have pellets. That's a good point. Uh, so half ounce. Good catch, Steve. I didn't even think about that. I just remembered Jerome saying something. T90 hot pellets 
from YCH Hops Citra. Oh man, this smells quite amazing. This is saying 10% more yieldish from hop pellets. Okay, so, so, so 0. 0.4 or 5 ounces. Uh, whatever, I guess at this point it's splitting hairs, it right. sounds like. Um, put some in. <laughs> um, I guess I would know approximately what a ish. Yeah. Yeah, let's dump it in. Dump a few in. Like a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, you're getting probably pretty close. Pretty yeah. close. Right there. There is the There's hot pellets are pretty fine. Ooh. So I'm hoping the press can filter them out. Otherwise we might be in trouble. But um, yeah, let's see how it goes. Well, maybe that's part of the whole cone. Uh, yeah, that's probably why whole cone is probably well. adventitious. If this fails, I would say this could be why, but... Oh, so, yeah. You can adjust for taste. A whole ounce will give you a ton of flavor, but you can use less if you do not want to be too intense. I think based on the last one... Is there a lot left? Um, of the hops? Yeah. Yeah, there's a pretty good amount in there. Oh. Yeah. I mean, um, we can... Whatever you... No, no, no. Let's, just, let's, yeah. Yeah. let's not overdo it. Yeah. Top with the IPA. Let's see for no more than three minutes in order to avoid getting the more vegetal flavors from the hops. Do that now. This time I'll be a little more careful pouring it down the side. Foaming Still, pretty yeah, good yeah. when it hits the food when it counts and, the, the, and the hops. Yeah. Now one thing that's nice about this um, press too is that it, it doesn't go all the way to the bottom. It leaves about half an inch of space between the bottom and the content. So, you know, even if there is some uh, trub on the bottom from the hops, we can avoid um, pouring that into our glass. So. So this is about, yeah, we got about three minutes here, so we'll let this kind of percolate. Um, I'll read the uh, rationale here. Mangoes work their magic, enhancing the fruity aroma that West Coast Styles IPAs are known for. Adding Chinook hops won't make the beer any more bitter, but will help intensify the resiny herbal flavor, as well as increasing the depth of the beer's aroma. We will see if that is indeed the case. Hops just sitting on the top. Yeah, there. I'm a little concerned that yeah, they're kind of the hops are kind of sticking to the top. They kind of went up with the foam. Yeah, big chunky like bubbles. Root beer. Yeah. Root beer float foam. <laughs> and it's like where the, yeah, where the, the hops, hops are. It's like eats through the foam. Yeah, really quick. yeah. So it's kind of lopsided. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna give it a. If I can get some of those. Swirl. Yeah, make sure those hops are getting into the the brew here. I'm kind of rolling it. I'm not shaking it. Yeah, the foam's kind of turning green. That's super appetizing. Yes, yeah, so after having that last one and it looking okay, I'm kind of concerned because this doesn't look okay. Mm -hmm. But looks going to be deceiving. It's all about the taste. So got about another minute here or so. Is it not too long? Not too long. Otherwise, you're going to get like the planty, vegetal flavors. You just want the oils from the hops. You could probably just get some hop oil and squirt it in your beer, maybe. Maybe it wouldn't mix, though, then. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the beer, I don't know if that's my imagination, but the beer seems to be turning color, or not dramatically, or turning it kind of becoming a little more hazy with some of the hops. And then, mm -hmm. All right. Time to meet the press, hopefully. Okay, uh, the press is oh, yeah. kind of putting down those hops on the side. I'm going to, again, go in very slowly here as not to disturb the beer too much and... Not ram through any of those hot finds that we see. Based on what I'm seeing, I, they're all kind of being stopped by the uh, right there. 
which is great. I'm sure there's a French word. <laughs> there's a French word to describe that. Or this. I'm not seeing any huge chunks in there, which is a good sign. A little bit more carbonation yeah, than last has, time. Yeah, it has but a little. I mean, not as much as Get a foam on top, maybe. That might just be leftover. Give it a smell. Oh, it smells really good. It smells mango-y, at least. I get a lot of the hops. Oh, you know what? Maybe that is the citra hops more than the mango. That's what I'm Yeah, smelling. yeah, that does smell like the hops. You're right, yeah, yeah. Let's give it a try here, I guess. That one's better. That's better, yep. Than the grapefruit one, at least. Don't feel like I'm getting a whole lot of mango. No, the, but the citra. But still, yeah, the citra. I'm getting plenty of that through there, mm -hmm. which is good. I like citra. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe it would almost be better if you kind of pulverize the mango. I know, I know that's kind of just your juicing at that point and adding mango juice to it, but just to eke out a little more flavor there. That one's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good beer to begin with, but this right. is... Kind of... Didn't make it worse, necessarily. No. Yeah, right. You're right. I guess I'd have to drink them, drink them side by side here in a bit to, to determine right. for sure, but... Yeah, I would say it was good. Good change so far. And actually, looking at them here, too, oh, it, did. it did get hazy. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. It kind of became a, a hazy Tiberi. The grapefruit ginger one is seems to be the clearest, even clearer than the original. I don't know how that works. Are you kind of seeing that, too? Or maybe, I'm, maybe they're the same. I don't know, but um, there's definitely a haze to the mango mm. pop one. Yeah, it does almost appear that way, but I think it's pretty... Pretty Similar. same, yeah. We have them in different glasses, and maybe that's kind of changing the way the light bounces around there. But mm -hmm. um, let's just go down the line and then pick our fave, and I guess let's rate them too. I guess that's what we do on this show, right? What is this segment called? Oh, yeah, let's get into the FDR. Actually, we kind of did the FD already. Let's get into the R. Is it really just an F, though? No, we kind of made a beer. Well, we didn't make a beer. We F. E-D-R? Enhanced? Experiment? In, yeah. <gasps> yeah. Well, maybe. Better. 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 <laughs> New present. Yeah, yeah. New present. Roger Federer. Federer. <laughs> yeah, the original is... It's kind of funny to compare the other two. It's clean tasting. It's kind of like the prototypical pale ale. It's just a bold flavor with a really happy, bitter finish. Good standard candle for pale ales. I wonder... I'm just kind of looking at the model here. Mm -hmm. It is bottle conditioned. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if we cleared some of that out oh, in, that, in yeah. the middle there, and that's why that's the, why it's a little more clear. The one looks yeah. a little clearer. That could be. That could very um, well be. Would that get yeast out? I I mean, if it's chunky yeast, it would get yeah. some of that out. All right. Maybe that's, that's why the press worked a little bit there to yeah. clear up the middle or the grapefruit. Good observation. Yeah, I bet you're right. I mean, and not that we're really talking about this pale ale in particular, but it is a 5.6% ABV. Cascade hops are like the hallmark hop for this one. It's like where citra hops existed and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. the original hop. Um, so I think that's why it kind of has a more classic bitterness compared to some of the citrusy bitter hops. So it's good. Mm -hmm. um, I guess let's save the ratings for the end, but let's just... Drink. Drink the uh, grapefruit one. one, yeah. Oh, that smell is still get a lot of nose off of that. Yeah, one. it smells okay, but yeah, it just doesn't. I'm not a huge grapefruit guy, I guess. And yeah, 
It's just and, no. I, and I, I mean the gin. I get ginger off the nose there too. Yeah, there's plenty of ginger in there, and you'd expect that, but well, it's just not that good. I don't know if I can finish this one actually. Yeah, without the carbonation. Yeah, it's become kind we, of that it lost in the mm -hmm. process and the little bit extreme flavor. I would say. It, mm -hmm. Yeah, it is less drinkable. Yeah, maybe approaching undrinkable. Approaching yeah. undrinkable. Yeah. Like literally, yeah. I'm not. Gonna, I don't think I'm gonna finish this because yeah, mm -hmm. it's not. Good, I almost need to lick a mega stuff Oreo to cleanse my palate of that bitter flavor. I need something super mm -hmm. sweet. Um, but the last one, the mango. Mm -hmm. Lots of hot smell on that mm -hmm. one, and I'm still liking that. Yeah. It still has that bitter finish, which, I, you know, normally I would say I don't like that that much, but since we're comparing it to the Sierra Nevada, which has a bitter finish, it's kind of par for the course here. Mm -hmm. It also lost a little carbonation. I'm just kind of comparing the original and this one had to add here. I'm getting a lot of smell mm -hmm. from that citra hop that, like the same smell that you get, like when you are tossing them into your the brew kettle, kettle or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like it's fairly extreme, but I, but that's always one of my favorite yeah, portions yeah, yeah. of home brewing is like getting to smell, smell the hops yeah. as you throw them in or whatever. And so, I mean, it's an enjoyable experience, but it's it's different than the normal hop profile or whatever that you get when drinking a beer because it's it's just straight up in your nose hops yeah. or whatever. It doesn't have the chance to boil or even that flame out where it's right. still warm. And, and so it's like directly dry hopping like right before you right, drink yeah, it or something. It's a, it's, it's a little weird, but it's, yeah, weird experience, but mm -hmm. I still, I mean, it's still enjoyable. And I don't know if it, I mean, whether it's more enjoyable than the original deal, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. But it's, uh, it is good. Enjoy it. Yeah, definitely better than the, uh, the grapefruit. Mm -hmm. I think probably you might get a little cleaner flavor with whole cone hops. There's a little vegetal in there. Um, and I think that's just because we use pellet hops. Yeah. So. That Sierra Nevada pale, it was just. It just comes across so smooth. Right, to me. yeah. It's like refreshing compared yeah. to these. It's not like classically a, like a refreshing beer. I mean I mean to me it almost is. It's Grant, not like a lawnmower like, type beer though. I don't know. I would do it. You would do it, <laughs> okay. Because I mean like I don't know, I'm more pale ale kind mm -hmm. of guy or whatever yeah. and and so it's cool. not like a like an IPA kind right, of thing. That's so true, it's yeah. it's like an to me it's like an easy drinking, delicious right, beer. Right, right. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so adding that extra layer of hops is almost like pushing it towards IPA right. territory. And not like a, an IPA that wasn't necessarily brewed. Like, you know, it's... Yeah. Because you're just adding it raw hops. It's not yeah. like conditioned or Maybe balanced. science has gone too far. far. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so I think... I think the winner here is the original. Yeah. Um, I mean, overall, I would, I mean, compared to these, it's... I think I would give it less of a rating than the plain old pale ale. Right. The the mango infusion. The mango infusion. Yeah. I'm not even going to venture to rate the other one. The grapefruit. Yeah, the grapefruit's like... Does that mean? Should I give it a rating? You can. You can. I mean, you can pan it. I don't... Put Mike to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put on the. Uh, I don't think these are on Untapped, so. Um, oh yeah, you'll I, have to write it in the notes. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, this is gonna be a lot. Of yeah. Typing. Am I rating them all right now? 
Or do you sure, you can rate them. Well, let's, let's, let's go back and forth. Let's oh. do the first one, next one, and then the list. So let's start with the bad one. Let's start with the bad one. Get it one. out of the way. Yeah, so that, again, so you... to review, this is Grapefruit Ginger Infused Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Ooh, I think we did it according to the recipe and everything, but I I don't think we can rate Z zero on the show it's the lowest rating you can get it's zero or a 0.25 i don't know where we yeah because um, i can't finish this it's undrinkable at this point as it warms up it's just nasty yeah so too much um it, yeah i didn't know what went wrong there but it's just it's really it's almost not a beer at this point because it's yes. really flat and it's i don't really... know if yeah i don't know if it was part of the process where i mean we poured it kind of heavy but like it's still it's still lost all up, of yeah, the carbonation yeah. and has not yeah it doesn't I don't like it I don't like it that so much either. maybe it's point, like grapefruit yeah point two five I don't like grapefruit yeah, okay, so yeah. point two five to zero to zero depending upon how low I can go right and I don't think with these infusions these will like carry under the worst beers of the year because they're not yeah like they're not real beers and I don't count and you don't count you can count <laughs> five stars <bro>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All around. <laughs> Just uh, so I can get mentioned on your podcast. And Steve rated this one five stars. Um, give that one a rating? I mean, the other one. Did you give oh, yeah. it a low rating? Yeah, as low as possible. Which I think is 0.25. But, you know what? I think we didn't go to zero because we said if it's a beer and you can drink it, it's 0.25. <laughs> so this I don't, doesn't it's not really, yeah. So I, don't, I think this is zero. Zero bottle cap stars? Yeah. It's a bottle cap star. So isn't that what you used to rate with? Bottle cap star? Untapped? Oh, is it? Isn't that kind of like a... a little bottle cap? I never paid that close attention. Well, I will yeah. bring it up while you do an okay. SOJ on okay. this. Okay. I like the way this one smells. It almost tries to... Um, I think, even with our shortcoming of not using whole cone hops, I think where this one's falling short is, is the pellet hops. But even... Okay, yeah, so I see the bottle cap stars now. Um, so, even using the pellet hops, it tastes good. I think Holcomb would even be better. Kind of New England IPA ifies this old pale ale. Mm hmm. Get you. Kind of factoring in the, the faults of the pellet hops. I will rate it a. I, I have to think about what I'm giving the. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm kind of rating two right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> To me, it's it's less than the original. It's fun, though. This was a fun little thing to do. And so if you had to make one of these, this one's a good one. I would maybe blend up the mango a little bit to get more of those flavors. And if you have access to whole cone hops, I'd use those. But I think you can get by with pellet hops. I'm mm -hmm. going to give it a 2.75. And you'll kind of, when, you, when I rate the original, that will make more sense. But that's not to say it's bad. I, I don't think I would... Again, I would do it again, but I would change some variables, I guess is ultimately what I'm saying. This specific infusion that we made here right now is a, a 2.75. I do love the smell. That's probably my favorite part yeah. of it, though. I like, yeah, I like the smell a lot, too. And you might I like it I think I'm more feeling it more than you are. Because you probably, and you probably like the original. And like the original more, too. So I, I feel like, like I would give this maybe even like a run-of-the-mill 3.5 mm -hmm. kind of rating. Because, yeah, it is feels a little bit manufactured based on, like, the Right. The it's, not, it's not a natural... Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's weird. The, it's the like, hop smell that you get is is right there, and, like, the hop smell that you get is the hop 
taste that's like right there. Right. And it's all be, just because, I mean, we just threw the some hops hot pellets yeah, right, right there right, right. or whatever. So like, so yeah. Loses I mean, a little carbonation too. Yeah. Not as much. But... Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, 3.5 I give this okay. one. And then. The original. The, the final. Yeah. I'll just finish mine off here. It's, it's funny how much cleaner tasting it is, how much more effervescent it is. I respect the heck out of this beer. It's it's like the original Pale Ale. It's the classic green label. Um, but for me, um, not just not being a fan of the hop profile of this type of beer, and nothing I'd reach for to purchase, I'd give it a 3.25 with like all due respect to it. So um, just for me, it's like it's a solid beer, but then like the flavor profile is just not my favorite so i just rate with my heart and take it down a little bit for me personally but if you're an ipa fan or a pale ale fan listen to steve's rating right now <laughs> um yeah i enjoy it mm-hmm. and we'll finish it off the ultimate sip of judgment and yeah i mean i'm gonna give it 3.75 mm. and i feel like like i don't know if that's even less than i would give it but i wanted to keep it close to mm-hmm. the other one that I just gave a little bit right, more yeah. or something. Like, I feel like I might normally rate that higher right, than, I, I, than I just did there. But That's but what yeah, I might right be doing, too. 3.75. That's what I, it. Yeah. And I am kind of curious, so I'm going to check my untapped and see okay. if I've rated that in the past. And I think the other ones, it. yeah, might be detracting from a little bit because you get this kind of weird version of that, and then you go back to it, and it tastes good, but it's like, kind of reminds me of that gross grapefruit one a little bit mm-hmm. it's kind of this weird like vibe there i don't know so that might be factoring into my rating as well but and i've given it four stars in the past sure which was kind of my thought yeah so i was kind of wavering between four and 3.75 so so i guess so four stars four stars i guess it's oh, 3.75 four. four stars before 3.75 now, Mike, are you confused? <laughs> Tease that out. Uh, so I guess the moral here is, like I said, I would try this again with a little more change of variables, but the moral is like the original beer is like, don't mess with, I don't want to say perfection, but don't mess with what works. It ain't broke, don't, don't fix, fix it. it. Yes, I think that, yes. And this beer is certainly not broken. Leave well enough alone. In any case, that's another three down the gullet. Um, kind of. Kind of. Three and just a, a whole half. bunch of one yeah. with some weird variables. Yes. Yeah. Check us out on various social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, APM Pod there. Email us directly, apmpod at gmail.com. Harass Mike <laughs> on Untapped, who does all keeps up with all of our ratings on Untapped there, APM Pod there. Thanks, Mike, for doing that for us. Host Emeritus and uh, Tom Bombadil. Tom Bombadil of the show. That's right. I can't remember what I say after that. For Michael, this has been Jeremy. Steve filling in for Jeremy. And I've been Michael filling in for me, who's usually here. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs)